Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. Welcome to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning, and it's Champions Day, Chris O. It's Champions Day, but this is the Darling Download, and what a week it has been. It's been an absolutely sensational week, Sammy, as it is each and every year, Melbourne Cup Week. Uh, doesn't get any smaller in my mind. There might be some people out there who think it does, but I think it gets bigger and better every single year. I have dead set done my absolute backside this week, but I'm looking forward to getting it all back today. And, and then tonight, Toowoomba, so I can't wait for it. On the Darling Download today, we are going to talk to Kim Afford, a trainer from Wondai, who's got a few runners tonight. We're also going to have a chat to Chris Whiteley, who is... Uh, more familiar with uh, riding winners up the north uh, in recent times, but uh, he's a, uh, has been a great jockey at the Gold Coast, and he is looking for his 500th winner at the he's Gold only Coast. One away, and he's got one ride. Gee, I think we've got to load up. But then he heads up the range and he goes to Toowoomba tonight for a couple of uh, a couple of rides, and I think his second ride is going to be hard to beat tonight. So we will follow that. Toowoomba horses. They've gone well uh, throughout the week. Kevin Kemp, the legend, oh. who came on at short notice last week, uh, he took out the last at Eagle Farm with Linthorpe Ladd, uh, Larry Cassidy. So Kempy is always in good form and he's always great for the Darling Downlow. Good karma, um, you see. Yeah, good karma. And we saw uh, winners on from Toowoomba on, on Melbourne Cup Day. Well, we saw Yellow Brick and Linthorpe Lad last week, as you mentioned. Simply Fly and Jesui Bell quenelled the main race at Eagle Farm on Cup Day, and there was pimple between them. Unfortunately, the wrong way for yours truly. How could I forget about Yellow Brick, the legend? He the just nice went, horse. went to the front and just kept bowling. He's an absolute beauty. He gets challenged, then he just says, nah. I don't think so. See you later. He just cruises. He, he cruises in front. He is a jet, that horse. I love him. Yellow brick. So uh, that was great to see. And we saw a good meeting uh, last Saturday night with Lindsay Hatch, the sleepy Lindsay Hatch, because he was having a sleep last week when we tried to bring him. He was dreaming of all the winners he was going to get the next day. Trained the first three winners (laughs) last Saturday night. First three. Yeah, he certainly did. He was in uh, fine form. Do you think he was being sneaky and he didn't want to let us? Well, he tried. What did he train? Four winners uh, for the card for that meeting because, of course, Wanda Rocks got the money in. In race number five, yeah, I think maybe he just didn't want to come on. And let me just tell you, Sammy, my tips last week, just quickly, I tipped uh, Russian sub, yeah, who looked home and about the one fifty started to wobble and took in water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the dear. sub took in water, and the other one I took you on with uh, Ironside. I can't remember the name of it now. It was the best thing beaten of all time. I'll find that in a minute. It'll, I was very unlucky. They'll do it to you, those ponies. Ah, oh, they but, certainly uh, do. But, uh, 
Well, yeah, Lindsay had Australian four winners. He's viral, got the money for Greg Wright and Monty Sava. Matt Krupp had a winner with a frog in a sock. And Sandgate Road uh, got the money in the Flying last. Flying Joy, the name of it. Follow it. Let's take a break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to have a chat to Kim Afford. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to the Darling Down Low, and our first guest today is Kim Afford, who is uh, someone we haven't had on before, Chris O. No, we haven't. But uh, Kim has been training, well, probably not for, for uh, a long time. But Kim, welcome to the Darling Down Low. No, thanks very much. Good to be aboard. What is, uh, what is your background in, in horse racing, and how did you get involved in, in training horses? Um, originally, it was always... Um, when I left school, I'd done a bit of uh, race horses with Rick Shines at Port Augusta and Lynn Richards down at Macclesfield. Then I thought I might be a motor mechanic and give that away. All the time, I always had slow jumpers. And then I uh, met my wife in Wakeree, which was just up the road from um, Merrigan, where um, Colin Hay had his big adjustment place, Haver Logistics. So I went out there farrowing and ended up riding track work. And yeah, always had the show jumpers. and. We decided to make the move to Queensland with the show jumpers and yeah, sort of COVID hit and all those sort of things. And so we thought, oh, well, why don't we play around with a few racehorses? And now it's an addiction. <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're you're a dead set jack of all trades also. in the horse world. <laughs> yeah, I got a yeah, break in a fair few and do horses teeth and bit of, well, turned 59 the other day, so I'm trying not to do too much of the breaking part of it. They're getting quicker or I'm getting slow. I'm not real sure. But anyway, so, yeah. so how far did the uh, the mechanic career go? Three years. Yeah, oh, that's all right. Three year apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there I got. I went down and seen one of my mates, Johnny Dunn, down at um, Lynn Richards at uh, Macclesfield. And he dared me to ride a couple of horses for a set of rat, um R.M. Williams Santa Fe riding boots. And, well, that was silly because I knew I could ride them both. <laughs> so I got a set of boots and then, yeah, I sort of stayed there for a while and thought, oh, this is better than getting greasy, but, yeah. <laughs> is that uh, the Macclesfield yeah, in Victoria? No, in South Australia, South Australia. just out of uh, Strathalbyn there. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, okay. Yeah. Uh, so South Australian born yeah. and bred by the sound of it. How are you enjoying Queensland? Yeah. Oh, we love it. Yeah, well, I dare say, I wish I'd stop raining but anyway well the horses and rain don't mix too good but yeah we better not say that because there's a lot of farmers that probably need it yeah and i guess the uh yeah. kim uh without knowing a lot about the, the show world it's it's popular enough up here isn't it you know i always think um uh it's you know especially when you see uh some of those surrounding farms around toowoomba and and the like that there's you know, there's a lot of um, show jumping and, and whatever that goes on. Oh, yeah, show jumping and oh, any, any sort of horse sport in Queensland is just huge. You know, it uh, doesn't matter where you go, there's horses everywhere. I just can't believe how many horses are in Queensland, to be honest with you. But, yeah, my father always says there must be money in show jumping, just look at their trucks. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so are you, still, are you still doing show jumping? No, no, we've only got one left. He's 22. We, he, he's one of the horses that jumped around an Olympic qualifier for me and a few World Cups. And yeah, so he's sort of part of the family. He's the only one that's left. The rest of the world. And how. Yeah, how, I don't. 
And tell us about tell us about Wandai, where you train, and how you come to be based there. Yeah, we well, we actually live in Kilkeven. Um, we drive over to Wandai twice a week in the truck, take eight at a time, and um, work them over there. So it's sort of we're not on the track all the time. I've got a seven hundred meter track at home here, where I ride them every day, and um, mm. then they just go to the track twice a week or on a Tuesday before they race on a Saturday and that sort of thing. So yeah, Wandai's a great track to work on. Bit of a the home straights up the hill and on the sand and uh, Neville O'Toole over there really looks after the track for us. Like we went over this morning with eight young ones, but the track was manicured as though you could race on it this morning, you know, so it's, we get looked after. So it's really good. And you don't mind the sand tracks because you send a lot of your horses to Gympie? Yeah, well, Gossier's won eight on the sand. So, yeah, sort of, it's a, yeah, and I, I like the front runners and the horses up on the speed and that yep. sort of suits the sand a bit too. They, know, they get back and get the kick back and they're not real happy about it. So, yeah, mine, I try to get them to run up on the speed, so which always helps on the sand. Sammy, have you ridden on a sand track? Uh, yeah, rode rode the sand track in, in Macau. It was yep. like we used to get in behind them and it was dead set like being sandblasted. And this is, uh, again, this is uh, my gripe with... Jockey saying that they can't see uh, on wet tracks when we often hear race meetings called <laughs> off in Victoria and they say they can't see. Well, you just go, hang on a minute, just put another pair of goggles on because in that yeah. track in Macau, when it used to rain, it, like you'd go two strides and you'd have to pull a pair of goggles. So you, you'd have like eight pairs of goggles on just so you, you keep pulling them down so you had a fresh set, you know, so so you could see where you're going. But sand tracks are... Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of horses uh, that that resent it. Would you say, Kim, when they get behind, they don't they don't want to chase up in, into the sand no, no, to the they, kickback. The first thing they do is put their head up in the air and start climbing in front. You know, and a horse won't gallop, gallop while he's got his head up in the air. So they sort of uh, sort of half jump the sand, trying to jump the the kickback. They don't. They're not real keen on it. Some of them. And others, they just plow. You know, they don't mind it. They just plow through it like old elusive element. I think the more he used to get hit in the sand, the angrier he got, and the faster he went. You know, the, but yeah, it's just they're all different. But oh, it, it doesn't annoy you sometimes. They say that the sand tracks, you know, shouldn't be allowed. But like Gossier's won eight on the sand, but if you spit on a grass track, he won't run. So I can't work him out. So, uh, yeah, funny, funny creatures. Yeah, yeah, I can vouch for that. Sammy, I often go down to the beach, and if someone uh, throws sand in my face, I run home. So I give up pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens. And it does. <laughs> so what's the what's what's the what's been your best horse uh, in the time you've been training, Kim? Oh, Gossier, probably. Yeah, we've had, he's had eight wins for us. He's been good. Oh, we've had a few handy ones along the way. And, I think uh, Mr. Maharaja could be our best horse, but yeah, he's just full of guts at the moment. He's loving the sand and he's just a fighter. He doesn't mind having a fight out in front. And, yeah, he seems to be a gimp like he won at Bundaberg a couple of starts back and he led him up to the corner and he was third, coming around the corner and somehow he gets up and wins. You know, he's just yeah, determined that he's a he's not the, the nicest horse to ride. He's dumped me a fair few times and bucked three quarter he dropped his head and threw me Probably three metres in front of me and then continued to buck clean over the top of me. Wow. But, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a tough little, but, you know, you talk to the old fellas, those ones that got a bit of fight in them are usually the best horses. Uh, <laughs> and, and what, yeah, we just fight. 
we like I, I always love young horses breaking in and playing around, but it's it's very hard when you've got to work them on your own all the time. It's you know, so we try to stay with the old and tried horses, you know, those sort of horses. So, so, and because we, I ride them every day. Um, I got 16 at work, and I, I just finished actually. Just rode 16 this morning, Jeez. and then they all go out in grass paddocks for the day, you know. So they're it's like a working holiday for them. So the older horses tend to thrive, you know. So you've got 16 are that who owners, etc. Do you own most of them, or are they uh, spread around a bit? We've got five, uh, five with owners, but only three owners. Yeah, and one bloke's only got two two-year-olds haven't raced yet. And, yep. You know, um, thank God he's a lovely bloke and he just loves his, he's bred them and loves them because it, you know, what it's like with two-year-olds, they're pretty time and money consuming. I don't know how Les Ross does it with all those. <laughs> 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 uh, they just drive you nuts, you know. <laughs> but yeah, whereas the older horses, like, uh, we, we got that much grass here. I'm walking down to my track and they'll have a piece of grass on the way down and they'll work and have a piece of, piece of grass and come back and, you know, they're in a different mindset, whereas the young ones, they don't want to stand still. They want to eat grass and they're spooking and shine. And, yeah, and as soon as you get them up and going, something goes wrong. You know, they tend to always want to hurt themselves. So Rebecca Wilson, yeah, Rebecca Wilson, she looks to be like your stable jockey. Uh, well, I've got an apprentice. Shannon Stephens, my apprentice, but yep. she's out injured at the moment. Um, but, yeah, Rebecca's, yeah, she's, as you can see, she got another whip on. She's pretty aggressive. Um, she doesn't mind having, getting in and having a go and getting her hands dirty, which is good. And Shannon's the same, you know. That she's a good kid, Shannon. Um, she's had a few accidents along the way, and yeah, but I think the best is still to come, with Shannon. Uh, she's and I, um, you know, I, from the Hayes days, um, you can't not get familiar with them. You, know, they, you just got to be familiar with their little quirks and burks and. Things like that, you know. It's, uh, the more like the same rider can ride them, the better, I think. But yeah, it's not always possible. Now your runners at Toowoomba. You've got Modern Family uh, in the first race. Emma McPherson goes on board. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a funny horse. He sort of when he wants to run, he just flies, and when he doesn't want to run, he just follows them around. He's a bit bit of a yeah. I don't know what he's yeah. I don't know, but. Like he's come from last a couple of times and just flew right around the field and won. He could have won a couple more. Dolby one day flew right around him. Um, he's about five wide. I mean, he ended up running second, but he spooked at a marquee just before the finish line. You know, and, uh, he's sort of he's an old horse that's very spooky, and uh, you'd swear he's still learning to race and had 40 starts. But anyway, you got, um, and we got Fend off in yeah. that race as well. So uh, he's been he's been a good buy for us. He's been a real good buy. How long have yeah, you had Fend off? Uh, probably only a couple of months now. Yeah, but he's been, you know, he had one run down the sunny coast. He sort of didn't get into it. But every other run, he's, yeah, he's put his foot on the till somewhere along the line. Uh, he was a bit of a one-trick pony. He had the lead all the time, but he's actually been coming from behind and running over the top of him. So, yeah, he's, he surprised me. You know, we bought him for the burn it to the beach. Because Modern Family won that last year, and it was a six grand bonus, and I thought, "Oh, this is all right." <laughs> and then this year, that made him thousand meter and twelve hundred meter races. So we got an extra horse, and yeah, and I, yeah. Anyway, that's the way it goes. Uh, race three, you've got the two runners again at this stage. They are Flick and Run the Cutter. 
yeah, Flick, if she can find some form when she won those three in a row, I'd be very happy. I mean, she's, her last run, she got bashed around a bit, and that was her first ride on her. She's, you know, you really got to drive to the, out to get to the front, and, you know, she didn't get to the front, and she sort of just poked along and then got bashed around a bit in the field, but that's all right, you know. So hopefully tomorrow night she can jump from barrier three and, lead them up and see what happens. But Garen's goes pretty good inside us, so we'll see what happens. And what about run the cutter? What are you thinking with that horse? Yeah, we, it was, it's the only love conquers all that I haven't been able to win a race with. Um, she's been unlucky to couple of starts and, and probably should have done a bit better in a couple of others. You know, she, yeah, she's working the best she has at the moment. She looks a million dollars and feels a million dollars. So hopefully we're on the right track. It's, you know, when you buy a horse with a trainer like Pat Sexton, you know, those fellas, they've forgotten more than I'll ever learn. So, you know, there's a lot of things I still got to learn. So hopefully I'm getting there with her and she's getting, you know, a whole different system to what Pat does. You know, he doesn't ride them every day and put them out in grass paddocks. And so she's sort of, I think she might have got a little bit fat on the grass because he's a good eater. So, but, you know, we're learning. So we're getting there. I think she'll run it with a smaller field tomorrow. should suit her a bit better too. And you round out the meeting in race five with uh, Angelic Archer. Yeah, 35. Some start maiden. Mm. Uh, she was one that we, uh, we bought for a young girl that was helping us to learn to ride on. And she turned 18 and found there was alcohol and boys. So it sort of turned out that she didn't, I don't think she ever got to ride a track work. So we've had her and she's been unlucky in a few others and then ripped teared off and got way ahead one start at uh, Toowoomba and sort of wanted to lead a bit, got a bit fierce and just got run down at the line. But yeah, she's, she's a, no, she, yeah, she's just a lovely horse. So, you know, as long as she keeps running around and, Keeps putting a foot on the tiller on there. We'll put up with her. It's funny, Kim. We don't pay a lot for them. It's funny, Kim, when I was 18 and I started discovering girls and alcohol, it it became a bit of a hiccup for me too. Until (laughs) until my old man kept booting me up the backside, you know? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Well, getting out of bed at half past four after a big night on the grog with the fellas, it's sort of, yeah, I suppose the alarm clock gets switched off. Uh, Anyway. Hopefully she grows up. She might come back and help us later on. It's just a phase. That's all it is. Just a phase. Yeah, hopefully it's just a phase. Yeah. Yeah. She's a really good kid, so hopefully she does get it all back together. Well, good on you, Kim. Great to to have you on the Darling Download this morning, and best of luck with your runners at uh, Toowoomba. We hope you have some luck. Good luck, Kim. Yeah, thanks very much. Well, that's what it's all about these days sometimes, luck. Exactly. Yeah. Good as gold. Thanks very much for that. Thanks, Kim. Right, talk to you soon. There is Kim Affett, who's got five runners there, and uh, he's a bit of a card, isn't he? Yeah, he's a character, and he seems like a really nice guy too, so we wish him all the best. Good on him. Righto, let's take a break now, and when we come back on the other side, we're going to have a chat to Chris Whiteley, who is uh, obviously uh, nowadays, uh, we're familiar with winner riding loads of winners up north, but he's got a couple of run- rides at Toowoomba tonight. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to The Darling Download on this Saturday morning. And one man who we don't often see having uh, a couple of rides up the range. Uh, we're 
Nowadays, we are a lot more familiar seeing him riding up a storm up north, further up north. He's like the, the Townsville terrors, this Chris Whiteley. Uh, Chris O, welcome to the Darling Download this morning. Thank you. How are you? Uh, we're all good. We're all good. Now, Chris Nelson, uh, my offsider here, has just told me, Widow, that uh, you have you have ridden uh, a gazillion winners at the Gold Coast, but also nearly almost as many winners at Townsville. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm on 499 at the Gold Coast. You are. Yeah, I am. And uh, what am I in Townsville? Have a guess. 470 something? Nah, is it? Lower. Uh, <laughs> lower. 442. Okay. <laughs> but it's a lot at one track, and obviously a track where, um, you know, that up north is, is – um, uh, you know, I would say, is it what is the the um, the ratio for for who holds the most meetings as far as Rockhampton, Mackay, uh, Townsville, and then and then Cairns? Would you say? I'd say Rocky and Townsville would would just about have the same amounts yeah. uh, through the year. I'm not too sure on the numbers, and then then Mackay and uh, Cairns would most likely be last out of the the four, but Townsville and uh, Cairns are roughly every 10 days. Now, just winding the clock back, uh, Winner, how how did you get involved in in horse racing? And and as we've sort of touched on, um, you you spent a good part of your career riding bags of winners at the Gold Coast. Yeah, I I started, um, I think my mother took me to the races when I was a little boy and... uh, at Randwick and I just seemed to like the atmosphere then and I was only tiny and um, you know, mother and grandmother, all they did of a Saturday was punt. Uh, I did nothing else and um, sort of introduced me to some uh, people in the horse racing game at Canterbury and uh, yeah, started uh, at Gary Nixon Stables at Canterbury and, and um, in 1990 and roughly progressed from there. I went from Canterbury to Dubbo to Gilgandra to Tasmania and finished my apprenticeship in Townsville. Uh, so I, yeah, I went, I got around a little bit and um, from there I, I, I rode as a senior in Townsville for about well, four years and then Alan Bailey on the Gold Coast uh, gave me a phone call out of the bull, uh, out of the blue and I ended up on the Gold Coast in 2000 where um, it was a good move. It was because you rode a stack of winners. You don't ride there as anywhere near as often these days. No, I don't. Um, I, more, more, I get most of my good rides now in North Queensland. I yep. just, it, there's so many jocks at the Gold Coast at the moment. It's just too much competition. Like King Callow's, uh, the number one pinup boy there at the moment. And um, I did, I did go back there for a little while about 18 months ago for Brian Guy and. Started snagging a few winners for Brian, and then all of a sudden he just retired. And uh, well, I'll head back up north again. And um, so, yeah, like I said, I just get most of my good rides and good chances up in North Queensland, and just happy to do that at the moment. There's just too many jockeys at the coast. I've got one there tomorrow, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's quite happy doing what I'm doing and travelling up north. And- Chris, tell us about that time with with Alan Bailey because he was like a he was a big trainer back in the day, wasn't he? You know, he had a, he had a big operation and and was training loads of winners. 
Yeah, it's so good to ride for too. Um, yeah, he just uh, gave me a call out of the blue and I moved there straight away in 2000. Uh, and Glenn Collis was his number one jock and I was his number two. So I've just rode everything that he had starting at the Gold Coast and now I occasionally pick up one in town for him. Or, or um, you know, Glenn and I shared the ride sometimes at Ipswich and Sunshine Coast and places like that. And uh, yeah, he had about 60, 70 horses in work and... Um, great to ride for. There's never a drama. He'd hardly any instructions ever. Just do, do what you want out there. And uh, champion uh, trainer and just a horseman and just a really top bloke as well. And um, I still occasionally catch up with him for a coffee uh, Saturday morning. Um, and he's still doing all right. And um, But, yeah, he was just a uh, great trainer. And one of his uh, better horses was also very good to you being Amex. Yeah, it was uh, Magic Millions Cup in 2004. That was probably the highlight of my career. And uh, yeah, it's just um, one of those horses that I, I think Glenn might have been on something else uh, at the time that was going okay. And I, I landed on Amex and yeah, snagged the Magic Millions Cup. And I think I won a gold market on him too. He, did. he was. Yep. Yeah, just uh, got back to back to second last and got down the outside and had a really good turn of foot. He was yeah, he was good to me. Just, just on, just going back to the um, the travelling north and riding up uh, uh, Rocky, etc. What's involved in a day's travel to go up there? I mean, um, you rode Rockhampton yesterday. Uh, what time do you leave in the morning? What time do you get home? Is it a pain in the neck trip, or is it okay? It, I, so I don't mind it because it's usually up and back in the one day. So you, most of the time you're leaving at four or five a.m. in the morning to travel to the airport. Flight could be 6 a.m. or it could be 8, 8 a.m. Uh, and then you, you know, taxi to the race course, right at the meeting, and you catching that flight home somewhere between, could be anywhere between 6 to 10 p.m. at night. You could be getting home at midnight, yeah. uh, 1 a.m. in the morning uh, on occasion. So they are, they are long days, though you're not driving to the races and concentrating on the road and tra- uh, driving those four or five hours. Uh, that, that's, I find that more draining. Yep. Uh, just, yeah, I'm quite happy to do the, the flying up. You can just relax on the plane. You can watch a movie on your phone um, and do the form as well. Have a sleep. And, um, yeah, have a nap. Yeah. And, yeah, I just find it a little bit more, uh, not as draining as driving those uh, hours, and, and I'm happy to fly. So when you go to those meetings, you've always got a good book of rides. Who are your biggest supporters as, as trainers? Uh, over the years, I think Steve Massingham's been very good in Cairns and you know, has a lot of those Headley horses. Uh, he's been a big supporter. But I've, I've practically got good relationships with a lot of trainers over the years. I've um, freelanced with, with most. I get on uh, with a lot of them. And, uh, yeah, I think Steve Massingham, you know, over the years, John Manzeman's been good, but he's got an apprentice now. He's uh, Jay Doolan's partner. and uh, But, yeah, just really good uh, Blokes that I've known for over 20 years, 25 years, even from when I was in Townsville. It's just those relationships. Graham Hughes, um, uh, Graham Green has got Master Jamie. Uh, just, yeah, I've got a variety, actually. So just last week, you went on uh, 10 shilling uh, at Cairns. How did that win, that horse? How... Came steaming down yeah, the outside. It... <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, it drew the outside, actually, and uh, it was 
the trainer thought it'd be obviously uh, too short for it. It was only eight seventy five. He had his first ride, Sammy, back in. No, his first win was back in nineteen ninety one. My first win in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, twenty <laughs> third of March. And what was? Yeah, snobbery. Whereabouts? <laughs> Bathurst. Bathurst. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we. Yeah. You don't yeah, look any I, older Max though, Chris. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think I look okay for 40. I'm almost 48. You I do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Charge always gives you a rap for that. <laughs> Nathan, yeah. Nathan Grubby Day told me you were 55. Uh, he told me you were 55. Yeah, he always likes it. You look around there, he's the oldest one in the room. Okay? <laughs> and, uh, we can always give it to him about that, that I'm not the oldest. But, but he's not here today uh, at Rockhampton. Uh, um that's I probably am the oldest thing. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, good bloke, Nathan Daly, and uh, he does look fifty-five. But uh, I don't. I'm just, I have to look thirty-five. Now, Toowoomba, you're heading up the range. Uh, you're riding Supply Spring in the first race there. I picked that up uh, at acceptances, and I, it doesn't really have uh, very flash form by by the looks of it. Um, I think it had some earlier Newcastle provincial form um, prior to going to this uh, new trainer. Um, it's, uh, it's it just needs to uh, improve a bit, I think, tomorrow. Uh, you do have another ride, and it's uh, number three in race five. That's my opinion for Gary Baker. Looking at the form, hasn't been far away its last couple. We've just got an awkward gate to deal with. That's the one I'm going for. Uh, I've rode him a few times, and he's he gets back uh, in his races. He's, I thought he would have won a maiden by now. He's been a little bit disappointing. Uh, Michael Carl rode it last start. He yep. got up the fence. He didn't get beat far. Uh, I've run a couple of placings on him at the coast, where he's oh, he's been you know, ten off him on the corner and only got beat half a length. A length definitely. Um, should have won a race by now. I don't think it's a strong race tomorrow. I think it'll go good. And Gary Baker, he's he was obviously a good jockey himself, wasn't he? And uh, he does a good job with his horses. Yeah, he does. And it was a lot of him uh, work it, uh, himself. He's only got a couple in work. Uh, uh, yeah, was a very good jockey around the Tamworth area for a long time and then moved to the Gold Coast and rode a stack of winners there. And I think he rode successfully overseas as well, so... Yeah, he had good good luck in Macau, actually, Gary Baker. Mm, Yeah, he did. Yeah, good guy. And then uh, at the Gold Coast, you're riding bit in a hurry for Carolyn Allardyce, who is Jimmy Orman's mother. This horse, it can pull out a run, can't it? Yeah, it can. Uh, I liked a bit of sting out of the ground, too, and they're um, forecasting a couple of showers there at the coast. Uh, Still on the one gate, and it doesn't look overly strong as well. There's only eight in it, one gate. Going to park right behind him, and it's a good chance. Hopefully, we can get my 500th winner of the Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, and and beat Tapas Magique two starts back, and intercourse came out and won at the Gold Coast on Tuesday. Yep, that's correct. Yep, yep. so the form's go good. good. Yeah, good. Oh well, good to catch up with her, and good to see uh, good to see you heading up uh, heading up the range to Toowoomba. It's, uh, well, do, will, will, will you have to be allocated a seat when you walk in the jockey's room at Toowoomba, or do you do you just park up wherever you want? Well, it, you know, Ronnie Galtz isn't there, I don't think, anymore. Uh, I don't think Nozzy Tomazar and Kenji Sheeta are there either, so maybe I'll just sit where they were sitting before and let someone else claim their spots. But, uh, 
yeah, I'll have to ask. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I think there's probably more females than males riding at Toowoomba these days. Yeah, there, yeah, there is. Yeah. There's quite a lot. There's a lot of apprentices, yep. uh, young girls up there too. It's good to see. They're, they're getting a good kick along. Um, yeah, so I think there might be plenty of room in the male stroppies room tomorrow. <laughs> is, isn't it funny, uh, as I touch on that, um, you know, as a young buck, you walk in the jockey's room and put your bag down where one of those old school jockeys, you know, sits there every single meeting and then and then you just park up, you're a kid and you walk in, you just put your bag down and then start getting everything ready and then next thing the old school jock walks in and then starts looking you up and down and then just as you get up and go and get a drink, just moves your bag, <laughs> just moves it. Like, I'm trying to think of somebody, somebody, oh, I remember somebody ca- came in through the bag in the toilets and uh, and uh, I'm trying to think, of, it was one of those grumpy old buggers, you know, like, but it's... Example? It's, 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 it's not good, it's not good to, um, it's not good, well, Bluey Tronard, he was a shocker, I mean, redhead, shocking temper, shocking temper, and, yeah, it was like... He'd walk in and go, you're right, you're right. And you, he's this poor little kid that's just come in trying to find himself a seat, you know. It's a bit and, rough. Oh, but it's uh, it's it's one of those things, isn't it, Widow, that you, you just don't do sit in someone's spot in the jockey's room. No, you, you, you don't uh, like to do that. I, I do remember that happening a couple of times when I was an apprentice. I, I think I sat in Michael Aspinall's seat at, at Stooman one day and he actually had his own little cigarette uh, ashtray <laughs> As well, and uh, I got a bit of a bomb. Yeah, as you said, like move, moves your bag straight over well, uh, to another spot, and yeah, just uh, I didn't really know back then. I thought you could just sit anywhere <laughs> as you think, you know. You just don't have to sit anywhere here, and nah. Uh, I upset him. I uh, upset another bloke at uh, Wellington one day, Michael Diamond. Yeah, he uh, picked up my chair and threw it into the toilets. <laughs> uh, one Jeez. one incident. Uh, I at the Gold Coast, I always had my name on my seat there. And, uh, so that uh, never did anyone ever sit on it? In it? Uh, no, no, no one did. No, I, I didn't have to remove anyone. Well, that's, I mean, <laughs> if these guys haven't got their name on the seat and you're sitting there as a young apprentice, I mean, how the hell are you supposed to know? Well, it's just yeah, fun. exactly. Yeah, it's it's a bit uh, hard. We've got a new. Uh, there's a couple of new jockeys' rooms uh, now that have been uh, done up in like Townsville and Rocky, uh, Rockhampton. They've uh, we used to have your names there around those areas, but. Uh, I think we've got to put it and get new spots now. So it's uh, it's like a who cares? Just sit anywhere now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, best of luck. Uh, best of luck up the Ranger. And today, hope you get that 500th winner on the board, winner. Thanks, guys. Good on you, Chris. There is Chris Whiteley who rides up a storm up north uh, nowadays. But uh, obviously, as we've just heard, he's uh, uh, he's been around the place and a competent jockey right throughout his career. And uh, still working hard. Let's take a break now when we come back on the other side. We'll have a chat to JD. Jonathan Davies, the star from Aquas. He tipped up a storm last week. He won. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to the Darling Download, and it's tipping time on this Saturday morning, and we are going to tip up a storm. We are all going to tip up a storm, but one man that tipped up a storm last week is Jonathan Davies from Aquas. JD, seven points cleaned up last week. Morning, guys. Yeah, no, it was good. Good day, and I think we'll have another good day today. Mm, confidence levels are high. Boom. 
It's got a bit of springy step. I tell you what, Yellow Brick, Yellow Brick was a good watch last week, wasn't it? Uh, stepping up to the mile, he, he just gets there and just keeps rolling. He's a, he's a nice horse. Yeah, he's a ripper. And I think uh, talking to Matty Sears, they're setting him for the three-year-old Magic Millions Guineas. Mm. So million-dollar race over fourteen hundred. So I think that'll be a nice race, nice race for him. And then on to the Winter Carnival and hopefully pick up some nice black-top races over the winter. Now, I know he wasn't your tip last week, but you'd had a uh, long-range bet on Berkeley, Berkeley Square. I reckon Willow oh. rode him too close. I reckon he rode. I reckon Thanks. the I reckon the horse wanted to just find his feet. Should have been two or three lengths further back. I'm really glad you brought that up. I was just over it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring up the fact that I spent $1,150 on Dove Legend and the Calcutta? And oh, that's right. You did say I, thought I, was home. I thought I was home at the top of the throat. Oh, God. Anyway, not to worry. <laughs> Righto. They're on again today. So let's find winners. Uh, Toowoomba, I am going race six, number one, witness attack uh, for me there. Dale Groves, Nathan Vazakli, drawn a good gate. Not a lot of depth to this maiden, so I think it will be winning. Jade. I am Toowoomba race, Toowoomba race four, number two, Allegis, fastest horse in the race. Righto. I am Toowoomba race five, number 11, when doves fly. Very weak race, looking for 1,600 metres, and she gets it. Race five, number 11. Yep. Rightio. Now, to Doombin, I am going with race eight, number nine, Liza with a Z. And this is a bit of value. You got a share in this horse? I just like it. I just like it. So uh, I reckon you can get it at about five bucks. So I think it'll be a good hope. JD, which way are you going? And I'm going Doombin, race two, some value, number four. Spending my time. Mm. I think there's enough face in this race that it'll uh, settle back and um, hopefully something takes on the favourite a little bit, puts a little bit of speed on up front. But uh, good first up record, very good on top of the ground. And uh, Jaden Lloyd and Paul Nolan Jr. combined for a winner last week. And I think it's about $14 at the moment. So that'll do me. Well, I'll take you on with that favourite, who I think is the best bet of the day. Race two, number three, Hatchet. We'll make up for that last start defeat. Righty, yeah. There we go. Now, around uh, the traps here, I'm going to Flemington. Race seven, number nine, my Oberon. Gee, I reckon this was a good win. I reckon this is a good price. It, it's, um, I reckon the big track, it, it'll love it. And I reckon it'll, be, it'll win again, my Oberon. It jogged in last time. Um, Flemington as well, race six, number one, nature strip. Way too good. Got a nice little all up going from Sam, Oaks Day. Sammy's laying it. Yeah, I reckon I reckon it'll get beat. Boom. I reckon you're wrong. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I hope we're right, JD. I don't know. What's going to beat it, Sam? Giga. Why can't Giga beat it? No. Okay. no. There won't be anywhere near the pressure up front. Um, and you like up the straight. This was like Nature Trip. I think he at, is at his best up the straight. Um, like he was brilliant over in um, over at Royal Ascot. He's only been beaten up the straight once, and he was fat of the house when, and he missed a kick too. And I went home affairs just beat him. 
I can I'll see Sammy's brain fine. starting to tick over thinking, what have I done here? What have I said? <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> uh, I am going to the Gold Coast for mine. And oh, that's wow. Something different. Race two, number one, Bo Witness, who really impressed me winning at Toowoomba last start. I think can win better races, Bo Witness. I think it's a good thing at the Goldie. Righto. Well, best of luck to everybody. JD cleaned up this week with uh, seven points. Chris Nelson, six. And I just battled away with four. Just give it a closer ride, Willow. Come on. <laughs> Thanks, JD. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks, JD. There is JD. Now let's uh, tip some winners at uh, Toowoomba tonight. I am going race number one. I'm going with number two. Grazie for Harry Richardson and Nathan Evans. In race number two, I'm going with number two, Perfect Page, for Tommy Dougal and Emma McPherson. Uh, I think it can run well. Race three, I'm going with number one, Torbreck, for Gary Gearan and Corey and Kylie Gearan training from the one gate. Race four, I am going with number six, Sequisay, for Tony and Maddie Sears. First up, uh, I think it'll be running well, Steph Lacey. Then I am going race five, number 11, when oh. doves fly. Is that what, did you tip that? I did. Yeah. Yep, good. Uh, yeah, I'm tipping it. Then race six, number one, witness attack. It's my best forward to Woomba. And then race seven, number three, I am ready. Another for the gear and camp. I think they'll round uh, that small field out with a, that's uh card with uh a winning the last race. And I think small field, uh, it'll be able to get in front and dictate, which is a good spot to be, Chris. It certainly is. Right on the post, it's a good spot to be, Sammy. Yep. Uh, whilst we agree in race five, I don't agree in the two other races. Race three, I'm going with number two at Lubard. I must oh, say, yes. I did top up, I, I did toss up between Torbreck and Lubard, but I'm just leaning towards Lubard here. So race three, number two. And race four, number two, Allegis. I agree with JD there. I think uh, freshened up too good for these. All righty. Well, there is our tips for Toowoomba tonight. Uh, it'll be a ripping meeting. Uh, great day. A great day right around the country. But looking forward to the races tonight at Toowoomba. And look, all the best to everybody punting today and tonight. And Let's hope it's a good Champions Day. Have you got a uh, Have you got a winner for us at Flemington, Chris? I was going to say Nature Strip or Animo. Oh. So what I'm going to say, Sammy, is they'll both win. So stick them in a multi. Yeah, You'll probably get about four dollars. I'm, I'm I'm keen on my Oberon, uh, as we've just heard. I think it, it's a, a super chance. And where is this? I'm worried now about this whole Nature Strip <laughs> race, but. He's a good horse, Giga. He's a good horse. Yeah. I think he'll be right. But he had, as JD said, he had all the pressure up front. Nature Strip was the best run in the Everest. Okay. Don't you agree? Okay. Righto. You don't have I to just, agree. I just, I don't know. Anyway, we'll be back again at the same time next week. Hope Thanks, everybody Sammy. has a great weekend.